Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Like most young couples, you probably felt that strong desire to be with your special someone every day, every moment of every day. But over time, that passion can start to fade. And if you're feeling that way right at this moment, you've come to the right place. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They run our marriage department. And uh, Greg, uh, how many years into a marriage do you see most couples starting to kind of do that drift apart thing? Yeah, and there's an actual answer to this. A scientific answer? Yes. I was asking for just a professional observation. I'm giving you the real, legitimate answer. I can Google this. According to researchers, sort of that honeymoon phase wears off after about 30 months. In another months is two and a half years. Yeah. And so another group pulled over like three, four thousand people and found that it lasts exactly two years, six months, and twenty five days into a marriage. That's what happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. I'm thinking we're way up, we're way past that. I think it happened around fourteen years into our marriage. Just we it, got into a massive fight. Two weeks into our marriage, so oh, for us it lasted weeks. about two weeks. Yeah, it was four days <laughs> it was for about us. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> what honeymoon yeah. were you on? I remember it was two so, weeks. So actually, I mean, it, drift happens. That's really it what does. we're talking about. It's, it's just a natural it's thing. common. And we're going to hear now from Catherine Hill. She's the director of care for the family. They're uh, headquartered in England. And uh, Catherine spoke with Focus President Jim Daly about ways you and your spouse can rekindle that missing romance in your marriage. Before we start the conversation, describe some of the challenges you were seeing in your law practice, uh, and now you're doing family ministry. I don't know if that's good training or not so good training, being a past lawyer. It was good training, Jim. I think because I specialized in family law, so I saw firsthand, I think, the heartbreak of when family life hasn't turned out as people hoped it would. And so I think that gave me the passion to want to try and work and to help couples build strong relationships where possible. Now, your husband, Richard, is also an attorney, so I can only imagine who wins the arguments when you're talking. I do, always. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You're well-trained, right? Well-trained, no. We do, yes, when we were first going out, when we were first married, we would often get into that sort of sparring with words. He's probably quicker than I am, if I'm really honest. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. I don't know if that's true, but it's sweet of you to say. Okay, describe your uh, wedding day to Richard and the unexpected weather, which you have kind of uh, used as an analogy to marriage. So we got married, uh, and uh, on the wedding day, we woke up, and I remember seeing, I remember looking through the curtains and seeing this tiny uh, little bit of blue sky right through the window and being really excited because we had been, like every bride, I had been praying for uh, a sunny day. And then I drew the curtains back, and there were loads of grey clouds. And then throughout the day, we had every bit of uh, British weather imaginable. So, so did it rain on your reception? Uh, it didn't rain on the reception. It rained when we were in the church. Church, but then a rainbow came through the stained glass window, oh, caused nice. my mother-in-law to cry. That was very <laughs> lovely. But then it was windy and sunny for the reception. Uh, and then when we left, it snowed. Now, <laughs> so I was now, wearing I was wearing a little thin cotton suit, and it was oh very cold. I don't mean to be cheeky here, but you sure your mother-in-law was crying for the, because of the rainbow? She <laughs> <was>. <laughs> I just thought you might want to check that with her, but no, that's good. Um, all right, you ex- in the book you stress 
paying attention to the little things, which for me as a husband, and we're, you know, with a lot of guys and their wives in this room, stressing the little things can be exhausting. And, you know, it, it can be tough, and we tend to avoid stressing the little things. So what do you mean by stressing the little things, and how do we encourage each other to do that? Well, so often, I think, when we are speaking at Care for the Family on the subject of marriage, it seems so simple. It seems that we're just talking about uh, the little things, how we talk to each other, paying attention to each other, uh, what it really looks like to cherish each other. Um, But those are the things that, if we do pay attention to them, those are the things that really fuel a marriage. So when you're talking to couples, what do you hear from both wives and husbands in this area of trying to pay attention to the little things. When do they do it well and where does it fall apart? So often, I think, in marriage, we end up taking each other for granted. It's easy in those first few years when we're madly in love, but then routine sets in and we slip into something we often call parallel living. And that that happened to us in our marriage. So I was at home at that stage with our four children, and Richard, my husband, was building his office, and our two worlds were very, very different. So mine was all about the school run and the lost hamster and the uh, reading books and all the things of family life. And his was about building an office and uh, the bottom line of the accounts and uh, all the things that go towards office life. And we literally stopped paying attention and being interested in each other's world and began to drift apart and did that parallel living. And part of that is you, you kind of reacquainted each other with your hobbies. I mean, which I found really interesting, especially the hobby that Richard had and your willingness to embrace it. Explain for both of you what your hobbies are and then how you each decided, okay, even though it drives me crazy, I'll do this. Well, so often in the early years of marriage, it's easy to be interested in what the other person is interested in. And so it's really good if you hit tough times to go back and remember what those things were. So I would love going to nice coffee shops. I'd like going to nice art galleries. Uh, Richard didn't really know a painting if he saw one, didn't really (laughs) like coffee, but he would make the effort. And I actually thought he was interested in those things. But then On the other foot, uh, he was building a kit car at the time when we were first going out. Now we're talking. And I spent lots of weekends. He was living in Birmingham, which is about an hour away from where I lived. And so um, every weekend I would drive up there and all Saturday would be spent either traipsing around these cold scrapyards, looking at these bits of metal that went into the uh, engine cluster. And it smelled horrible and it was cold. (laughs) But I pretended, I pretended I loved it. And actually, I just... Just loved it because I wanted to be with him. So we tried to remember what were those things. Thankfully, he didn't then go and build another kit car. But we tried to be interested in each other's worlds, and I think that's a good lesson. Okay, let me ask you: Are you still doing that today? How long? How many years have you been married? We have been married thirty-four years. Okay, we've been married thirty-two. So are you doing that still? Do you get interested in what he's doing, even though it drives you crazy? We try to, but so <laughs> often we get it wrong. But When we get it wrong now, I think we know what we have to do and we have to try and remember. But I think the busyness of life just creeps in. Our kids have left home now and I think that's very often what can happen is we've just been talking about them and the arrangements and who's taking who to football and suddenly they're not there and we look at each other and think, 
what are we going to be talking about? Well, and it's really important that you continue to develop your relationship. I mean, in the U.S. at least, the, uh, the fastest growing divorce rate is amongst empty nesters because typically uh, the wife, the mom, says, you know, I, I don't know you anymore. That's and exactly. that's what you're saying. Don't be caught in that trap. All right, Aaron. So besides remembering how a couple fell in love, like Catherine suggested, how can they keep that romantic spark alive? Mm-hmm. What's I love your that. Advice? Yeah. The thought of remembering. How did we meet? What was the first thing that drew me towards this person that I agreed to spend the rest of my life with them? There had to be something. And so I love that idea of that. But even more than that, it's recognizing I'm never going to pursue something that I don't value. And Mm. so recognizing what is it that I value about my spouse, about my marriage, um, is really key because when we recognize that value, well, then we're going to pursue it. And we have got to continue to pursue each other in marriage. Otherwise, we do drift apart. So it's looking at um, what is true about Greg today. Just be curious about who he is today. He's way different than who I married 28 years ago, almost 29. We can start. Wait, whoa, whoa, stop. He changed? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I was like, no, really. I think it's 29 years. (laughs) Yeah. We do change. We do change. And we got to roll with that and try to kind of find the original spark that was there. Yeah. And it's looking for how do we stay updated? on what's current about Mm -hmm. him and about me and about our relationship, because it does change. But I will say this, if you are burned out, worn out, exhausted, and empty, you're never going to have the energy to do that. So in order to pursue your spouse, it is key that you are well taken care of. So you have something to give because pursuit takes energy. It takes intention. So make sure that you are first and foremost taking great care of you. Well, let's hypothetically say that there's a couple, they've been married for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. They've got three or four kids. One of them might be adopted and have some special needs. And there's a lot going on. They're both busy professionally. I'm thinking of y'all, right? <laughs> so it's not a hypothetical. I mean, how did how did you all reconnect? Because I knew it when you mentioned being burnt out and spent, I thought, well, we've all been there at some point. And I know you have too. So what's what advice do you have? Yeah, often, however, what we don't recognize is that we are burned out. Ah. That we just it's you know it's this drudgery of Ugh, I got to go home and got to make dinner and you know versus just recognizing you know I'm really worn out hmm. and it's my job to take care of me. So I wonder what I could do even on my way home. Is it listening to praise and worship music? Is it calling a dear friend and just connecting? Is it praying? all the way home and asking the Lord, help me. I want to get home and I want to have lots of energy to give my family. So can you help me? So it's it's just being aware, yeah. um, self-aware really, um, of where am I at as I enter into the connection with my husband. And one of the things that really stands out, Aaron, about what you're saying is use the word curious and staying curious and, and you know, and keeping updated because our spouse is always changing. Um, I really would argue that that is the most romantic thing that, that you could do in your marriage. And and I know there's people listening going, wait, what? Because, I, you know, I, I can think of a romantic setting like Hawaii and a moonlit yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, dinner all and the walk on the ones. beach, whatever. But I'm telling you that, that 
what we notice is that you can take two people who really aren't curious about the others, who just aren't fascinated, who've just gotten used to, to being around one another, and then you put them in the most romantic setting, and no sparks will fly. Yeah. So think about it that way. Versus you take a couple who are just into each other in terms of, man, this person so fascinates me. I'm captivated by them. I want to learn as much as I can. I'm curious about them. You can put them anywhere and sparks will fly. Hmm. That's why I would argue that curiosity, wanting to keep learning about your spouse, keep updating what's going on, rediscovering who they are, that I would argue is truly the key to romance. And just on a side note, this is chapter six in our latest book, Reconnected, talks all about really pursuing each other Mm -hmm. and, and keeping that connection alive. Yeah, I appreciate that. And we'll link over to that in the episode notes. Uh, you know, Catherine was talking about those little things and being interested in each other's hobbies and being willing to kind of stretch and grow and be curious. So I really appreciate what you all have said. And of course, for further advice, I mentioned Catherine Hill, from whom we heard earlier. Uh, we do recommend her book, If You Forget Everything Else, Remember This. And uh, that's our thank you gift when you join our support team here for Focus on the Family. Uh, we've got a lot of things going to help marriages thrive. Uh, to repair broken marriages, to see God restore that which seemingly is lost. And uh, we need your partnership, so please donate as you can. We'll say thanks by sending Catherine's book. If you forget everything else, remember this. And we'll have links for ways to donate and also uh, Greg and Aaron's book uh, in the episode notes. Next time, we're going to hear from marriage experts Mylan and Kay Yurkovich as they talk about ways to avoid overreacting toward your spouse. For now, on behalf of the Smallies and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.